Hey, hello. This is Healthish, your podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. How do you take your milk? Are you a so-called hipster oat milk devotee? Almond milk? Do you have four different types on your fridge door? Or perhaps you've ditched dairy altogether? Standing in front of the milk fridge at the supermarket can be super confusing. So I asked Jacqueline Orwell, accredited nutritionist behind the brown paper bag, personal trainer and mum, to answer this big question. Is milk actually good for our health or not? Now, we keep our healthy-ish episodes quite short, but if you want to hear today's full interview where Jacqueline talks through the nutritional benefits of milk alternatives and what to eat if you're thinking of ditching dairy altogether, search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome pods like this one. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for coming into Body and Soul HQ today. It's lovely to see you. Thank you. And thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's so nice. You came on with Ali, right? Who's yes. still on that leave. She'll yeah. be back soon. I know. I'm Can't holding wait. the chair for her. Um, <laughs> now, milk, milk. I thought this was a fabulous topic to talk about. Milk is either good or bad for you, depending on what study you're reading, what the trend is doing. So, what is the truth? Is it healthy or a health risk? Uh, I'm going to give you an answer that you're probably not going to love, which is that I don't think it's reasonable to throw it into either camp. I think, you know, people need to really understand that with health and food, it comes down to the individual and tuning into what works for you. So what might work for your brother, sister, partner, lover, colleague at work, child is not necessarily how your body is going to respond. So some people are fine with cow's milk and other people find that they have a bit of an inflammatory response. So tune into your body and do what's right. And it's a good philosophy to have when you think about, you know, food generally as well. It's like, don't think that everything is a one size fits all approach because we're all very unique. Actually, that's a great advice. And and also for pointing out cow's milk, because I think that Right now, we're talking yes, about cow's I know. milk. We'll talk about all the other variants in extra healthy yeah. if you want to tune in in that. Yeah. But what are some of the science-backed health benefits of cow's milk? So the number one would probably be it's a great source of protein. So it has an incredible amino acid profile. Um, protein and amino acids are responsible for growth, development and repair in our body. People would think of protein with regard to muscle th- synthesis as well. Um, from an appetite perspective, though, and I think this is where milk becomes quite relevant, cow's milk that is, because it has that great amino acid profile and delivers those proteins and actually help to really satisfy your appetite, which is something you don't necessarily get from things like a sugary juice or our refined sugar laden sodas. Um, You just, you know, you have your glass of milk or you have milk integrated into your smoothie or whatever else it is and you feel satisfied. You're not craving more of it versus those sugary drinks. Sort of, you might have one and you'd be like, oh, I could have a little bit more because that hasn't hit the spot. So milk's advantageous with respect to that. The other that obviously pops up is that it's a great source of the key nutrients that can help reduce our risk of age-related diseases like osteoporosis. So it's a rich source of calcium, zinc, magnesium, 
manganese, uh, phosphorus, and vitamin K. Vitamin D is the other one that we want to think about with regard That's to quite a lot. osteoporosis. Yeah, yeah so that we cover off. With it's a glass significant. Of milk. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's delivering all those nutrients and vitamin D. We obviously get from good bit of sun exposure and those off-peak hours of sun. So if you're eliminating milk from the diet, you need to make sure that cow's milk. Sorry, <laughs> you need yeah, to make sure milk, yeah. that you're still, you know, getting lots of those different foods and nutrients and potentially supplementing as well because we need to set ourselves well up when we're young so that we avoid that you know risk of osteoporosis uh, when we're older we need good strong healthy bones now when people think immediately about calcium with regard to milk they're like well where else do i get it from if it's not going to be from cow's milk or from dairy sources what are the other options so i'd say turn to things like dark leafy green vegetables broccoli uh, sesame seeds and tahini and the like you can get a tin of salmon like at lunchtime so it's a great sort of easy lunch option to know that you're getting good calcium sources in. Um, a tin of salmon and smash the bones into the salmon as well. Ah, so you don't taste it. Yeah. Yes. It's sort of like putting celery into your salmon mix or something along those lines, yep. which I think is a nice one for especially people who are in offices all day, not necessarily getting out and getting enough sun as well. So combined force there. Um, what are our other sources? I said tahini, sesame, yeah, and dried figs, things like that. And obviously you can get calcium fortified nut milks and soy products as well. The other option is that if you know, and I think people are getting better and more savvy at knowing what's in their diet, what's working for them at the moment, or perhaps where they're a bit deficient and they're not getting enough diversity and intake of these sorts of foods, then supplementing with a really good quality supplement like Healthy Care's Super Calcium Complex, which contains the uh, calcium, the vitamin D and the vitamin K that we need to set our bones up, you know, for good health and strength throughout life is a really good option as well. So what, so what are the other kind of not, I suppose, where the risks lie? I mean, obviously, it's not enough calcium, but what else are the risks in milk? I mean, there's saturated fat, right? It's, yeah, what there's else saturated there? fat. I think probably the number one would be that uh, those that are actually allergic to it. So, But this is much more prevalent in young children and infants than it is in adults. We tend to outgrow those sorts of allergies. Adults can definitely have lactose intolerance, but that's very different to a cow's milk allergy or cow's milk protein allergy, which can occur in infants. So if that is happening for children and infants, obviously you have to eliminate um, cow's milk products from the diet. And as a mother, if you're nursing as well and you're seeing those signs, um, you've gone to the doctor and they've diagnosed some of those signs, you know, rashes, hives, blood in stools of your little baby, then eliminating cow's milk from the diet is really important oh, as well goodness. to negate that risk of um, that allergy. The other would be, I think this is probably more commonly discussed as well in terms of a risk, is that people are obviously very aware that, um, you know, there's chemicals, hormones and antibiotics that go into, you know, uh, non-organic uh, raised cows as such. So um, being aware of that's important. Some people deem that risky, others don't. Um, if it is something that you feel is too much of a risk for yours and your family's health, then look at the grass-fed and organic options of milk. So there you go to's there. Yeah. So what, what's the optimal amount for the, a regular person who doesn't have any health issues? How much should we be drinking in a day? 
Well, the Australian Dietary Guidelines will recommend two to three serves of dairy in a day in order to support our intake all of dairy. calcium. Okay. All dairy. So that could look like a cup of milk, could be two slices of cheese um, and about three quarters to a cup of yogurt, for instance. Um, I know there are people out there and I work with these people, so I know that they're out there, um, those who don't like cheese or yogurt, so they might then go, okay, well, I'll just top up my dairy and calcium intake through milk and have a lot of milk. I actually don't recommend that. I think it's better to then limit it, go with your one cup of milk a day, max it there, and then look at those other dietary sources for your calcium and zinc and magnesium and how you'll get those other nutrients in. And it's easy when you think abundantly and diversely about your health and your diet and how you can get those whole food sources of those nutrients in. Yeah, great advice, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for coming on Healthish today. My pleasure. If you love this chat with Jacqueline from the Brown Paper Bag, we have more. That's right, we've just launched a big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish, a new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day. Extra interviews, extra insights and extra healthy advice for your mind, body and soul. Extra Healthy-ish publishes a new episode for your wonderfully healthy ears every morning, Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au and remember, you can join Join the conversation on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks so much for listening to this episode about milk. If you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could jump on, rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow at least, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.